1: Welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to leave a like, drop a comment, subscribe, even leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. I am Anthony Tochi joined on this terrific Tuesday by only, I guess you only Sean DePaz. We don't we don't need another one. We don't need another one. How are we doing? He he, he decided not to show up again. Shane Diefenbach. Yeah. Uh, you know, d- deciding that there's just, I guess, bigger and better things out there. Uh, apparently, for him today. apparently,
0: hopefully, no one transfers today. Um, knock on wood, yeah. I'm not confident that that won't happen, but hey, maybe we'll get lucky today.
1: I hope, I hope you're right. man. <laughs> I, literally, every time Shane is gone, something happens transfer, coaching, something. So, like, yeah. let's hope in this next 30 35 minute span. That everybody can just hold their horses, and uh, you know, deliver that news post, post, post podcast yeah. or, or whatever, or just uh,
0: don't deliver it at all
1: and just or, stay at yeah, ASU. That, that works too. <laughs> that would be probably the ideal situation. Um, but we know that we cover Arizona State sports, so there aren't a lot of ideal situations. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. but there was an ideal situation for two ASU baseball freshmen. Uh, getting announced to the All-American freshman team, or I guess being voted freshman All-Americans, um, the 35th and 36th to do so at ASU um, include Ryan Campos and Jacob Tobias. Sean, w- we talked a lot about how tough this ASU baseball season was, mm-hmm. not just from like a fan perspective, from a media perspective, But for a players and coaches perspective, we've seen that with the amount of people that have transferred um, since the season came to an end. Obviously, a really rough stretch of games due to what we assume uh, was just bad pitching Um, and the bullpen never really helped them out. How big is it, though, to have two guys, two freshmen to make a statement like they did? Um, and even despite being on a team that relatively was pretty bad, uh, being voted freshman All-Americans.
0: It's uh, it's huge. I mean, I think it's similar to – it's just like softball. You have Sidney uh, Sanders and Matt Morgan, freshman All-Americans. Like, they – in having that kind of promise going forward, obviously softball is in a much different situation now. I'm not going to focus on that. But, <laughs> like, having that kind of promise and knowing it's like, you have two people playing – are making significant impacts at a young age and are presumably here for a few years. That's mm-hmm. really, really good, especially when one of them's a catcher. And then one of them's a power hitter in this situation. Like to know you're going to have power and stability behind the plate, I think is huge. And I think it goes to say a lot about Willie. I don't know necessarily if these guys started off getting recruited by Willie, but to know that they had the option, like Willie is going to be the coach and they chose to stick with Willie. Um, that gives confidence. I think it's kind of what we've been saying a lot with this this program. Is obviously the season wasn't ideal, but you want to give Willie a little bit of time to get his recruiting classes in, his kind of put his stamp on the program, and to know yeah. that you have two young guys able to make an impact like this under him gives you a little bit of hope going forward. So I think it's it's pretty huge. It's, it's a it's a pretty thick silver lining on this this big dark stormy cloud that was this ASU baseball season. Um, yeah. So it's definitely it's good to see. It's nice to see that our bat and ball programs are doing a little bit of something right.
1: Yeah, that is true. Um <laughs> again, I, I'm not hundred percent uh sure what Campos's bio was during the season or whatever, like like on his Twitter. Uh but just some food for thought here. His his Twitter bio literally just says Omaha. Uh, <laughs> so I'm gonna leave that for for what it is. To my knowledge, he's still a
0: Trying to get to Omaha with ASU baseball—that's what that means.
1: Mm, mm, okay. <laughs> I, I, we'll we'll be uh, optimistic. We're missing <laughs> change so somebody's got to be optimistic on the yeah, show. All right. uh, but moving forward, like we've talked about, Campos, um, Tobias, two All-American freshmen on the baseball team. Sid Sanders, Mac Morgan, All-American freshmen on the softball team. Um, or. Mac Morgan, she wasn't an All-American to my knowledge, but just a, a standout freshman. Yeah. Um, and then you look at Eric Gentry, who was – when he was at ASU, he was an All-American freshman. What does it say, do you think, about the type of players that ASU is getting? Because these aren't people that – these aren't players that are All-Americans as juniors or seniors. Like it says something that that they're across the board able to get freshmen to compete at a high level. But despite that, the seasons overall aren't that great. Like Eric Gentry, when he was a freshman, ASU football didn't have a great year. Yes, we all know what Sid Sanders was able to accomplish. They missed out on the, the grand goal there of making it past the Super Regional. Um, so you yeah. could, in theory, say that that was a little bit of a disappointment. Um, and then baseball, we, we already touched on. What needs to change across the board? Because they're able to get talented freshmen, clearly. Yeah. Why isn't that translating on the field?
0: I think it's a little bit of a retention thing. I mean, you look at Eric Gentry, like, obviously he's gone after his freshman year. At this point, you can't really blame Sidney Sanders or Matt Morgan if they choose to leave because their their coaching staff left. Um, two or three of their leaders, like of the, the veterans on the team, are leaving. So if they decide to leave, it wouldn't make sense. Obviously, you've seen a number of players leave the baseball program. If either of these baseball program or players want to leave – it wouldn't be like the most unbelievable thing ever. So like, I I think that's really what it is, is they they clearly, these programs clearly have an ability to get them here. But I think once they get here, they're kind of seeing an athletic program that is not really dedicated to excellence necessarily. Something we've talked about a lot recently. Um, And when you see that, they're like, all right, then they decide to leave for greener pastures. So I think it's really setting up a culture for the athletes that are here being like, we got you here. Now we're going to give you a reason to want to stay here. Um, So I don't know. I I think um, also when it comes to both football and baseball and softball, we're in a very, uh, I guess you could say, like target rich environment. Like there's a lot of talent in this area. And so to have the big school here get some of that talent is not unreal. It's not it's not like unimaginable. Right. It makes sense. But um, they just have to work on getting them to stay here. Um, but I th- I think it's it's promising to see that you have a school that people from the southwest United States, I'm not sure exactly where Mac Morgan is from, um, but um you have you have people that are that want to play here. Um yeah. and, and so I, I that that's comforting. Um it's just a matter of of keeping those people. And I mean that you look, you have you have Marcus Bagley in basketball who's staying here longer than I think almost anyone expected him to um so there's there's reasons that people want to stay here I just think it's 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 making the program a little more well-rounded that it's not a matter of wanting to stay here it's why wouldn't you want to stay here like it's it's making it a destination but like I said it's really promising to have this young talent here for sure
1: yeah I do want to get to, to something else with softball today. Um, not necessarily focused on ASU, but um, announced yesterday that the PAC 12 tournament will be in Tucson yeah. next year. Um, just your general thoughts on getting, obviously we, we talked a little bit at nauseam of, you know, it's going to be exciting to just get a PAC 12 tournament um, in Arizona to have a PAC 12 softball tournament in general, because those games are electric. Yeah. Uh, Trisha Ford or not. <laughs> um But to get it in, in Tucson, um a, we know it's a little bit more isolated than, yeah. you know, say, Club Farrington. Uh, what are your thoughts on just getting that tournament, but unfortunately having it in Tucson?
0: <laughs> I mean, the tournament regardless of the location, it's awesome. I think I it, the most excited about I was about ASU baseball this year was in the Pac-12 tournament. They gave yeah. you something to be excited about. So even if this season goes really poorly, which is not what I expect, but if it goes really poorly for ASU softball, you know at the end of the year, and it, I mean, it's like ASU basketball, you know at the end of the year, we have the Pac-12 tournament. They can do something yeah. special. Um, so that's exciting. And I mean, you saw in the regional to have like postseason softball is some of the most exciting sports i've ever i've ever watched and to have that in conference have it against rivals if we get a conference like a a pac-12 championship or just a pac-12 tournament game asu u of a in tucson that'll be an amazing experience so i think it'll be really good for the sport really good for the conference and then to have it in tucson it makes sense i think i think um they, they, I know that stadium recently underwent renovations. I think once they announced the Pac-12 tournament, softball tournament, that was one thing that Doug Tamaro had said. He was like, I think Tucson makes the most sense given the renovations, given the, the size of the press box, which I am excited about. Um, yeah. Like, so it will be cool. I mean, it'll be good, uh, decent driving distance. And I mean, as much as it would be cool for ha- to have it at Club Farrington, we talked recently about some of the facilities, not the best. And I think if you're looking at this from an outside lens, to have it in a city like Tucson or to eventually maybe have it in a city like Corvallis or something like that, cities that otherwise are not going to get a whole lot of attention, to have a tournament like that and to have the eyes of, of so, the softball world focused on a, on a place like this is good. I think it's only going to serve to help the Pac-12 um, and I think like a, a, a rising tide lifts all shifts lifts yeah. all ships so i think it's going to be really good for the conference really good for the sport um and really good for us like i'm just excited for it i think it's going to be a lot of fun to be there as a member of the media and to be there as a fan um and i think you're going to get a lot of really good softball like you got really good baseball in the pack tournament baseball tournament so i'm excited for it for sure yeah
1: it should be a lot of fun yeah um
0: sean you know what else is a lot of fun oh god um i do um you can go one of on two ways is, here is
1: it betting on the DraftKings sportsbook app? It is betting on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Ding, ding, ding. You guys should download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PHNX because you can make any $5 bet during the NBA Finals and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Sean, game five, we had the Warriors jump out the big lead. Boston brought it back in the third. uh, But that Jordan Poole buzzer beater three, really seemed to shift the momentum yeah. back into Golden State's favor going into the fourth, and it just turned out to be uh, an upset.
0: Yeah, that game, that, the Warriors with Secretary played very bad, um, yeah. and they still won, which is terrifying. Um, I did live bet the Celtics at one point, I think in the second quarter, maybe it was late first, and it got it at like plus 280 when they started storming back a little bit. I was feeling good, and yeah, that Jordan Poole buzzer beater just – suck the life out of them. Um Jason Tatum had, I think, two empty trips to the free throw line in the second half. Like he he Jason Tatum is the most infuriating player ever because he's so good and then he just is <laughs> so bad at times. It doesn't make sense.
1: But it's like um, it's not it's not he's not bad. Like I feel like he's bad because he almost plays scared. Yes. Like there that yeah. whole first quarter that whole first quarter when his before he got sat like his normal his normal yeah. rest or whatever before coming back in didn't take a single shot. Like, yep. bro, you are the best player on a team that won the East. Like, yeah. y- you have to show up. Like, even if you're missing shots, you have to take shots.
0: Yeah. Like, and I they, get you. Go ahead. Yeah. No, they had a point in the third period where he was taking shots, and that's when they started coming back. And then you yeah. had the Jordan Poole buzzer beater, and then everything changed. But it was um, it was a very interesting game. Uh, it was not a game I expected. I, I did place a bet on Andrew Wiggins to win the uh, finals MVP today. Uh, or last night I placed it um, after the game, just because he was. If he he has played a big out of game, his, his, bro. He played out of his on Friday. if he has another big game, and Steph just has a mediocre game, and doesn't necessarily have to have another bad game. Wiggins has been he's leading the series in rebounds. He, he had an He's been good, getting better throughout the series. <laughs> had a really good game last night. If he has another unbelievable game, I don't see why he doesn't win the Finals MVP. So I'll take that a nice little deposit from the the sports with Cat. You know what I'm gonna bet for game six? Marcus Smart under rebounds.
1: No, 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 I'm going <laughs> a different direction. I'm not betting on Marcus Smart rebounds this next game because I've had a streak of him either going over and under and getting it right. So I need to just, you know, count my chickens Stop while they're out. there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going Clay Thompson uh points over. Like, it, like it's it. game six, Clay. Game he six talked play, in yeah. the post-game press conference, like he's never been so excited to get the Boston. I have a feeling like you're gonna see Clay take over. And I think that's why Wiggins probably won't win Finals MVP because he, Clay's gonna have a big game, uh, regardless of what Steph does. He had a big first three or four games, yeah. and then Wiggins obviously had his two great games. So I think by default, it's gonna go to Steph because Clay's gonna have the biggest game on for Game Six. Um, but you, you never know what's gonna happen in the NBA yeah. Finals. I'm just glad that we've gotten some some good games. For sure, um, I feel like that's all we can really ask for. Yeah. Um, do you have other than other than Andrew Wiggins, do you have any other bets that you're looking forward to placing for the NBA finals? Um
0: I w- see it's interesting because before last night, I was thinking, I was like, I kind of like Draymond's PRA just because I feel like <laughs> it's a matter of time before he does something. And he played pretty yeah. well last night. Um, yeah. so I think I, I like that. I'm with you on the clay. I, I think game six clay. Um and I feel like Steph over on points. I feel like it might take a slight hit because of what happened last night. And I, I feel like more than likely Steph is going to come out and become Steph and launch himself into like top five player all time conversation. Um, so I'm I'm excited for. it. I think there's a lot of it's a, it's a very good series to bet on because it's kind yeah. of all over the place or fun series yeah. to bet on.
1: I think another another bet is I'm pretty sure you can bet. Um, any player to score forty or more points, hmm. like in a game, uh, at plus money, like whether it's yeah. Steph. We talked about how Steph had a bad game; he's looking to rebound back. Andrew Wiggins has had a phenomenal series. Jason yeah. Tatum, Jalen Brown, we both know they can go for forty. They've both gone for forty throughout the playoffs at least yeah. once. Uh, to game my six, knowledge. Clay. Game six, like there's just a bunch of different players who could potentially go. So you don't even at that point have to say, Oh, it's gonna be Clay Steph, just put it on 40 and let it ride. Yeah, Um, that that should be a lot of fun. You're just rooting for points. Uh, But regardless, again, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now because you can make any $5 bet during the NBA Finals and you're going to get $150 in free bets instantly. Again, that's promo code PHNX, only a DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for more details. Sean, I want to talk ASU football. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This We're going to look positive today. Okay. We're, we're on the positive side of things. ASU football um, offensively got a lot of new weapons, nice. uh, or at least weapons that we haven't necessarily seen in action a whole yeah, lot yeah. in a Sun Devil uniform. We've got Emory Jones, obviously the headline, making the the transfer from Florida to ASU. We've got Cameron Johnson transferring mm-hmm. from Vanderbilt.
0: I keep forgetting um, about that. Like I keep forgetting that we actually got a receiver <laughs> in, the market, yeah. in the transfer portal. Uh,
1: there's still Elijah Badger. Yeah. Uh, there's been some some tight ends that people talked heavily about during the spring. Messiah and then of course, Swinson, you got the yeah. you got the running backs Daniel and Gata and Xavier validate. Uh, we, we posted the poll on Twitter. You can go make your vote uh, at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. But, Sean, I'm curious who you think um, is going to have the biggest season for ASU on the offensive side of the ball. Not who you want to have, not who you – not who needs to have, but who you think is going to have the biggest oh,
0: I mean it's hard not to just say Emery Jones, right? He's the quarterback. He's so dynamic. I think he has uh, – like even if the receiving core doesn't perform well – he can run and him and the running backs can run all over the place. And even if the running backs don't perform well, he, he's got a capable enough arm that he could throw. Um, yeah. So I feel like that's the easy answer. Um, but I think it's going to be Xavier Valade. I, I think you have a, a veteran in, in the the backfield that's going to, I think both of the running backs are going to benefit from having a dual threat quarterback like um, Emery Jones. And I think when it comes down to it, Xavier Valade just has so much experience running, playing football at a D1 level. It's just yeah. you're going to see that. Um, it really, I think, just the the running back, the running performance in general. I like think things come down, comes down to how effective the offensive line is. But assuming that they're capable, I, I think Xavier Valade is going to put his name in. I think he's going to become not a household name, but like I, I think a lot of Pac-12 football fans and people that follow Pac-12 football are going to be like, where did this guy come from? Where did he play last year? Like, uh, I I think he's going to make a little bit of a name for himself in in a Power 5 school. Um, So I like him a lot. But I I think all of the people you named have the ability to make a really significant impact. Um, Not just because they're talented, but also just you look at what's happened with this offense. Someone's going to have to step up. and I I don't see why it can't be literally any of those people.
1: Yeah. I think that's that's one of the more exciting things about having a team yeah. that has either A, lost a lot of players, or B, just kind of got some new faces in town, mm-hmm. is a lot of these guys you haven't seen in a Sunday of a uniform. A lot of these guys maybe sat behind players last year. Uh, so that's fuel. You know what I mean? Yeah, like Daniel Ngata obviously sitting behind Rashad White. Uh, that's not a knock on, on Ngata because we know White is literally an <laughs> NFL running back uh emory jones obviously he's got something to prove Mm -hmm. after the whole anthony richardson debacle in uh in florida elijah badger we know shane has talked a lot about how badly uh he wants to really see him thrive and then of course cam johnson coming from uh vanderbilt Xavier validate coming from wyoming two guys that you know played at just not great schools um, yeah. and and not great places either. So, <laughs> to, to, to come here there, there's something to prove and then uh the, the poll right now as it stands, 47% of the votes have Emery Jones, 26% yeah. has Daniel Ngata, 18% has Elijah Badger, and 9% is other. Uh I'm going to go with Daniel Nagata. I don't see how a guy who is fueled by this many burritos yeah, Five <laughs> Burrito Express can't have a dominant season. Um it, when, when you're eating that many burritos,
0: <laughs> <Bro>.
1: <laughs> I, I'm just saying, bro. This guy has a burrito. It seems like every day, or almost every day. Right or wrong?
0: Shit, if I was getting burrito for free, I would too. I just can't wait till the post game press conference. So, Daniel Angata, what what pushed you to run for five hundred <laughs> yards and seventeen touchdowns today against USC? Uh, well, you know, I just gotta, I just gotta start off by thanking God, thanking my family, uh, thanking Burrito Express. You know, Shout i that, cool.
1: <laughs> You know, you know how during the Super Bowl you could bet on the MVP, yeah. like who they would thank first. What I was got to thank Burrito be? Express. <laughs> yeah. What would the odds be for Daniel and Gata to thank Burrito Express after like a win or something?
0: Considering it's in Gata, I feel like it's only behind like God and family, and then it's like you got like plus. Fourteen hundred is is burrito express. God, the value know?
1: on that, I'm taking the value on that yeah. one. Ah, that's
0: what I'm saying, bro. Like it's uh, you might if you didn't know in Godly, you might be like, why is burrito why is such burrito? so such good odds? And then you'd be like, no, listen, he's a big burrito guy. If you know, you know.
1: This man tweets more about burritos than God or his family. So, or
0: football for that matter
1: or, So the odds may be a little. That might be the favorite. Moving forward, but in yeah. all seriousness, like we saw this guy uh, in the Vegas Bowl, and I, I just watching him during spring, it's hard not to like what this guy can do on the field. I think yeah. if he can really turn into a passing threat as well, something that we saw from Rashad White last year, yeah, something that we've seen from ASU running backs in the past. I remember um, I was covering this team when Eno Benjamin was a freshman; that was huge for him. Uh, so, so just getting a versatile running back. I think it's going to be less of a competition between him and Valade and more of a one-two punch with yeah, those two guys, uh, which I agree. ASU fans um I think are going to like that. It's just yeah. for me it's going to be really how well does an offensive line made up of mainly transfers mesh?
0: Yeah. That's the um, the huge question with this offense, I think. And I mean, another thing we haven't really talked about is the fact that we haven't seen any, whether it's the res, the running back acting as receivers or the receivers or the tight ends like Messiah Swinson, we haven't seen any of them with a good quarterback. Like, yeah. we only, we've only <laughs> seen them with Paul Tyson and and I almost said Gerald Bourget, Trenton Borgay, like, um, <laughs> like and, and not to knock those guys, but They're Emory, not Jones, every Jones. Emory Jones is a significant improvement. We haven't seen them, and we also haven't seen them play against like, we're going to see res- defenses have to respect ASU's rushing attack, whether it's from the running backs or Emory jones And that's going to serve to benefit the receiver- the receivers and the tight end. So, like, I think we're going to see this offense perform better than we, I think a lot of people expect. Yeah. And you're going to see the receivers have an opportunity to kind of make a name for themselves. So, it, Like yeah. you said, it, I think it's really exciting um, considering all the turnover that there has been.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think we talk – we talk a lot negatively sometimes about the athletic program uh, or the state of AC football, but there are a lot of things to be, to be excited about. For Football's this just exciting. It, Football's is. Just ex-
0: it is. It like, is exciting. Like, I, like I like you talked about, I grew up in the dark days of, of Buffalo Bills. Family, and I still got excited every September when kickoff came around. Like I was still ready to go. Cause there's hope. There's, there's yeah, hope. there's hope. And that's how, that's where I am with this team. Like, You never know. You never know. And think about it. There was a point last year where I was like, hey, I think it was Utah. Like, hey, if they can beat Utah, they might end up in a college football playoff. Like, it was a little kind of far-fetched, but it wasn't, like, that far out of reach. So, obviously, this team's a lot different. But you never – like, no one was expecting this team to be a college football playoff team. No one was expecting them to be Pac-12 champions necessarily last year. You never know what can happen. Like, there's always – like you said, it's hope.
1: How many how many quarterbacks have we seen leave their first institution and go on to thrive and at their second a, institution and become first round picks? Like, yeah. you have I mean, no idea what Emory Jones th- can be.
0: This coaching staff is all coaching for their jobs because obviously there's new coordinators. But if Herm doesn't perform, he's you have to assume out. And if he's out, the coordinators are probably out too, um, or at least some of. them. Or at
1: them. least they're coaching for a potential head coaching gig.
0: Well, that, that like, that's whether too. it be like, everyone's ASU, coaching for something. Well, yeah. yeah, so um, I think – and you look at Xavier Valade, I believe it's last year playing football. Like, mm-hmm. There's a lot of guys that they have a lot to play for. So yeah. I think even if this team doesn't play well, you're not going to be able to say that they don't play hard. Um, they don't play for each other. So that I think is really exciting too.
1: One thing I want to see – I know we're straying off a little bit from the offense here, but overall, one thing I, I just want to see from this team that I know was such a struggle last year was mental errors. Yeah. Like, pre, pre-snap penalties, um, just just dumb calls, whether it be holding, roughing the passer, um, defensive holding. Like, they're just, they're just some calls that, like, you don't necessarily need. False starts. How many times did they shoot themselves in the foot on first down with a false start? Like, it may not seem like those five yards are that much, but on first and 10, that completely changes how you're calling the rest yeah. of that. 100%. That- Drive like you and, and, are back five yards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, you you uh,
0: one five yard penalty might not be the end of the world, but when you look at the end of the game and they have a hundred yards and penalties, and it's like, okay, well, there you go. Um So that, yeah, that's definitely a big concern of mine with the offensive line. I'm just hoping, kind of going back to what we were just saying, they all all of them have so much to play for, and there is not a lot of clear cut like, okay, this is the guy in this position necessarily, right? So. Yeah. If you make mistakes, there's going to be someone there to take your job. So hopefully that motivates guys to play smart, play play clean. Um, but only time will tell. I guess we shall see.
1: Yes, sir. Hey, win or loss, Sean, how are we going to be uh, watching these football games?
0: How are we going to be watching them? Probably with four peaks. Um, there you go. With a couple, you know, kilt lifters, maybe mixing in an, a, a hazy IPA, you know. It's it's a football game. What's the name? game Swifty. 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 Oh my gosh!
1: How do you, how do you feel about those hazy IPAs?
0: The hazy. IPAs are you big are IPA guy? Oh yeah, I love IPAs. But literally, the hazy IPA and the Kilt Lifter are my favorites. Like I, I've been drinking the hazy IPA. Um since way before, like even here, like even PHNX. Like, I, yeah, that's probably my favorite beer in Arizona, to be honest. And then I wasn't in Kilt Lifter until we kind of got into this partnership and I started drinking it and realized that I've been missing out a little bit. So, you know, that's a cool thing about four piece They got so many beers, you kind of just got to branch out. I still yeah, like, if you don't the, like one. Then yeah. you can
1: just try another because there's literally endless options.
0: <laughs> literally. I haven't tried the peach one that everyone's been going crazy over. So I, I to love try that. that, bro. Yeah. That's the one I, I got when that. we
1: were at the brewery. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the perfect the bartender described it to me like so you've had um shit what are they called so so blue moons um those for me are a little too overpowering like it's a weird mix of beer and flavor and whatever but like so this this peach one is like the bartender described it as like a perfect mix between like the fruit and the beer flavor and i didn't know what to really make of that because he First thing he said was, "It's like a blue moon, but better." So I tried it, and the flavor and it's smooth. Like you don't get the, I don't know, you don't get the just the shit in your nose when yeah. you drink in like a blue moon. So this one, personally, is my favorite. Uh, we, we've talked about the Kilt Lifter. Like there's just a lot of options. Mm-hmm. So whatever ASU sport you are watching, grab a Four Peaks brew because. There's no better option. Uh, just a reminder, gotta be 21 or older, and please enjoy responsibly. Sean, last thing I wanna talk about today. I was scrolling the Twitterverse as oh I did. Oh, yeah. As one does. As one does in America. Um, and I guess really across the world. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> I don't know why I specified that it was just America, but that's where I'm sitting. Uh, interesting new Netflix series coming to. Oh, boy. Yeah, coming to screens. So the Hollywood reporter tweeted this. Netflix is staging a real life Squid Game series that's billed as the quote biggest reality competition ever. Squid Game, the challenge will include 456 players in real competition in a series of games for a record setting. Get this 4.5 million dollar cash prize.
0: Brother, we about to be on Squid Games.
1: I mean, I am not opposed. <laughs> I, it just depends how real, like how close to the Squid Games
0: I still like, haven't are watched. Are we getting? It. I still haven't watched it, so oh, I don't really know how bad. Before it can you be. sign
1: up, before you sign up, just know that like 456 players play. Right, one player wins. 455 players die. So like,
0: <laughs> I'm I'm hoping that Netflix is about <laughs> to execute a small, like a, a 450 some people. Um, although for four and a half million dollars, I still might take the risk. <laughs>
1: Yo. Were
0: we out of a co host? <laughs> I mean, you're out, out of a co host, or here? you have you're either out of a co host, you have a really rich friend. I mean, that's true, that's we, really it's true.
1: worth the risk for everybody. It might be worth sacrificing. Can we get an intern to go? You think we could sign an intern up? David might do it. David, when you listen back to this, slack us. We got we got <laughs> we got to talk details have, okay, here. We have some thoughts
0: for your future with the company.
1: What's
0: or not, future, or not yeah. future
1: depending on how the squid games go true Um, Sean anything else that you've got uh, ASU related or, or just sports general that you want to you want to get out there on this lovely Tuesday no one has transferred and no one has fired no one has been hired to my <laughs> no, knowledge in the last let's get out of
0: here before it happens I'm just honestly this made me really excited about football season like I'm always like I just love football I, I just I love football so I, I'm really excited for August to get here and for football season to get really underway. Um, but we're going to have some fun in the meantime, I guess. But I'm just, this got me excited. This got me excited for all of ASU sports, honestly. i got me excited for the
1: future of baseball. Um, I'm We in it. Let's do it. Did it get you excited for uh, a, I don't know, on the clock draft tomorrow? Because oh, that's yes. what we're going to be doing. We got that. Uh, we are going to be <laughs> drafting the best villains. I got my first uh, overall pick locked and loaded. I'm right, so no. excited for this. I'm yeah, so excited for one. this draft. Um, and then also we will be going through our way too early Pac-12 power rankings. Um, so definitely tune in tomorrow. We're going to be live at 3 to discuss all of that fun. Um, and you can keep up with our live schedule and just ASU News in general by following us at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. You can follow me at Anthony underscore Totri. You can follow the man who is not here by the name of Shane Diefenbach at Shane Diefenbach. You can follow Sean Depaz at Sean underscore DePaz. Risking it for the bag as always. <laughs> and we will be back again, as mentioned, live Wednesday at 3 p.m. But for now, thanks for listening. Peace.